I'm Shivani Gupta and welcome to the Ask Shivani Podcast. I believe that one of the best presents that you can give yourself is time to be able to sit down and ask yourself some questions. I believe that the quality of the questions that you ask yourself will determine the quality of your life. Hi and welcome to the Ask Shivani Podcast. I have Sharon Colon on our podcast today. She is the creator of thefunctionalfamily.com, which is an online course to help parents. When I met Sharon a few months ago, I was so interested in finding about some of the work. So on this podcast, I hope that she's going to dive into some of her background and why she's got into this particular area. Um, Her whole premise is to calm the chaos Um, for families and obviously to provide some life-changing strategies for parents of children who have ADHD or ADD or anxiety, which is a really, really big and continues to be a bigger issue in our society and our families. Welcome, Sharon. Oh, thank you very much for having me, Shivani. It's an honour to be here. Oh, thank you. Now, tell us a little bit about it's fascinating work that you do and very much needed. I know that we ended up having a really deep conversation at that conference where we met. So tell us a little bit about your journey, what's got you here. Tell us some of the the ups and downs, maybe some of the pivotal moments, um, good, bad and the ugly, as we call it, (laughs) podcast to, you know, to get you doing this kind of work. Yes, sure. So, uh, Basically, I married a man that has a very, very severe ADHD. Still to this day, and I work with ADHD people every day, the most severe I've come across. Um, He only has two modes. There's full on, uh, doing everything, everywhere, very hyperactive or asleep. Uh, And we went on to have three beautiful little boys. And those boys all have ADHD and learning uh, uh, difficulties as well. So what I, what I sort of realised in one of the pivotal moments was when my son first got diagnosed and we went into the paediatrician's office and I knew it was coming because he's exactly like my husband and I was able to identify that we were going to walk out of there with a diagnosis. Um, and they, they said, okay, here are your options for treatment. And I said, okay, and, and what, what else? You know, what else? How do I raise him? And I just felt very um, underqualified to deal with the level of energy and what he was putting out there and his emotional regulation and and everything. And I just felt like there was no support for the parents. And um, there was, you know, medication for the child and maybe child psychology for the child, but there was just nothing there to guide the parents through raising these beautiful humans. And um, that's where I felt that there was a a big lacking. And over the years of raising Xavier, he's 12 now, Uh, And and obviously having more children with this diagnosis, it's been sort of reinforced to me again and again that we've got to look after these parents because it's really, really tough out there for them. And uh, and so I decided to create that support. And that's what I I wanted to give people that are coming, that are new to the diagnosis or, um, you know, have a child that's struggling, everything that I wish that someone had told me 12 years ago. Um, when I first had Xavier, so that that if we can help the mums, especially these beautiful, exhausted mums, then they can help their child. And that has this beautiful flow-on effect uh, for these families. And that's where we see this magic happening with the functional family. If we're talking about pivotal moments, um, the one of the big motivations was that this, you know, the lack of support and what, what I was dealing with actually had a huge effect on my health. 
And so that was one of the driving forces as well that I, I had to learn how to work out how to look after me as well. And then you know, using that to help others as well. I think that's amazing, Sharon. Um, I come across so many parents, as I'm sure you do, not only in your programs, that um, are a little bit lost. I know at times I've been lost, and I know we were speaking about that at that conference I was speaking about earlier. And, um, and you, you know, you just feel like a failed parent. So to have somebody that's actually providing these strategies is really awesome. So, so there's this business and this online programs that you run to really help families, particularly the parents, particularly the mothers. Um, and then, you know, when you look at other challenges that come your way, so do you approach them in a similar way that you have done this particular um, part of your life and your business? Or do you have other philosophies or methodologies that you use when challenges come your way? And how do you go about dealing with them? Well, I think my, I think my strategy has actually changed over the years. Um, initially, um, I was very gung-ho about fixing it, you know, so uh, very, very like I'm going to fix Saviour, you know, we're going to do like it's not he's not going to have ADHD anymore and we did every diet and we did everything like we did. I think we dropped about $30,000 on trying to cure it um, and it was just exhausting. It was exhausting for us as a family. Yes, some things helped us and some things didn't. And, you know, we kind of went through that roller coaster. But our home life was horrific. It was just awful. We, we didn't enjoy being together as a family. Um, and so I, my philosophy kind of changed and it went from, hold on, this kid doesn't actually need to be fixed. He's not broken. Like, he's actually magnificent. And I needed to work with him instead of fighting against him all the time. And, and so what I decided is that I was going to change the environment around the ADHD brain. So acknowledging that I couldn't, you know, I couldn't fix or I didn't need to cure the ADHD brain, but actually changing the environment so we could work with him. And that's where my corporate background really came in. Because so I've got this corporate background and all I did was create policies and procedures and strategy and, and everything like that. And so I started to look at my family um, from an outsider perspective and I thought okay which bits of my day suck the most you know <laughs> which bits are awful let's have a look at what we can do to make those bits better and I just started looking at each bit that caused friction in our house and then created different policies and strategies around those bits and there were things like how to get Xavier in the car how to get him dressed um, how you know all the all the really basic home stuff that I just couldn't get him to do uh, and so I looked at different strategies of getting his brain to work with me on those things. And so I could create, you know, I really wanted him to just be able to be a functional adult. I wanted to be him to be him, but for him to be able to, you know, do, do things that he would need to do as an adult as well. So we looked at a lot about giving him the skills for those things and using those policies and procedures and just testing everything out. I mean, some things worked and some things didn't, and I documented it and then everyone started asking me in the community, you know, because I obviously had a lot of friends that have children with similar issues. How do you get him to do that? What are these charts around your house? Like, what is all this visual stuff that you've got going on? And then that's when I thought, oh, I've got something here. I have to share it. And I got in experts and doctors and, you know, everyone on board to interview them and to talk to them about what I was doing. And everyone was very, very excited. And, um, and I wanted to share, share it with families just like mine. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And so what are the future aspirations for the business? What sort of things are you wanting to do in the next few years? And perhaps take us through some of the aspirations that you have personally as well. 
Oh, I've got so much. I mean, my biggest goal is just for my boys to be happy and safe, you know, and, and for them to feel that, you know, and to be happy within themselves, you know, safe with their own, you know, in their in the, this house, you know, and to feel secure and to know that they are loved. And and uh, that that is my biggest goal for, for, for my children and for my family. Um, obviously, you know, our house isn't all smooth sailing. I don't want anyone to think it's a it's a postcard, you know, like a Facebook highlight reel or anything like that. You cannot have that with, with the dynamics of what we've got going on. But it works for us, and um, and I want I want them to be to be, you know, having a, a joyful life. Um, Business wise, I want to help as many families as I can. I every day, I meet women that are on the edge, on the edge of walking out on the like fighting back tears feeling unsupported, feeling alone. And um, one of the things that I'm super proud of is the community that we've created because there's some really beautiful, amazing people supporting each other and going through that journey. And so I really want to continue on with that and see if we can get um, as to change the stigma about ADHD and try and make it something positive because a lot of parents are getting the diagnosis and not telling the school, the teacher, their friends, the, the grandparents, um, about the diagnosis. Um, so we really want to make sure that we're, we're changing that conversation about it. Um, so they're, they are my, they're my aspirations. I mean, they're quite, they're quite big ones. The fact that you've tackled something so big, Sharon, I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh, um, but as I said earlier, you know, very, very much needed. Do you have leadership philosophies or quotes or books that you really go by and live by that become part of your DNA, tell us a little bit about your leadership philosophies. Uh, I love the book that that actually struck me the most over the years, and I, I've read a lot. Um, is the Maya Angelou book? Uh, I mean, sorry, the Oprah Winfrey book. What I know for sure, and she refers to Maya Angelou a lot in it, and uh, that got me down the path. I feel like that book's just like a big. Um, warm hug from grandma or something you know like whenever I feel unsettled within myself or I feel like I'm, I'm you know maybe taking too many risks or things are not going my way I always listen to the audiobook of that and I feel like it's a big hug because <laughs> um, it just makes so much sense to me um, but the, the quote that really really sticks in my mind is that Maya Angelou said I've learned that people will forget what you said people will forget what you did but people will never forget how you made them feel and that just rings so true for me because a lot of my community feel alone and they feel, you know, they feel like they're struggling, they feel unheard. And, um, and I want to make them feel, you know, like that someone's got their back and that someone's advocating for them and that someone can help them. And, and that's, that's why I love that quote in terms of a leadership philosophy. I love Oprah. I love that book and I love that quote. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's so great. I think even just the way that she would speak, like some of her videos of Maya Angelou, where I think it was one that Oprah was interviewing her, it was just soulful, really, really deep, really soulful. Sharon, you're spending all this time, you know, you've talked about your husband and your three boys. You've now created a business to help other people. So there's all this, what I hear is giving out of you, giving out of pieces of yourself. What are some of the things that you do to manage your own well-being, your own wellness? What sort of, whether you do them daily or weekly or yearly, what are some of the things that you do to manage your own wellness? Oh, this is such a big topic. And I've got to say, this is something that I haven't done very well. So 
um, over the years, I think it's sort of after I had my third child, I just, my health just took hit after hit after hit. I got diagnosis after diagnosis after that, and not little ones either, but big, big diagnosis. I got cirrhotic arthritis, you know, the autoimmune disease and, you know, all these big things that, that were going to have a huge effect on my health. And right then I kind of had to make a decision that I had to make what, what we'd been given because we live in a very stressful, we, we run a very stressful life. Um, and I, ha- I had to make what, what I'd been given work for me. And I really had to put in the effort to make looking after myself a priority. Otherwise, I'm not going to have mobility and I'm not going to have things that, you know, I'd previously taken for granted. Um, and I had to make sure that um, I think in a way it actually made me um, a little bit more ruthless <laughs> having limited energy and things like that because I stopped um, mum guilt, you know, when I didn't get things right all the time, and I, I really don't, um, I use that as just a little red flag that I'm just getting a bit exhausted and I need some time out. And I know that I'm a much better parent when I have time out, even if it's just half an hour or if I get up before the boys and I just do a 10-minute meditation or something to give me those little uh, pockets of calm throughout the day. And I sort of weave it in um, throughout the day to make sure that I'm getting those moments because I can't run at the same intensity at which they are. And, and what what is better is if I don't match them at their intensity because they all run red hot all the time. And if, if, I, if I match them at red hot, then we're all just running red hot and we all burn ourselves out. Um, so I really try and find those pockets of calm, take the time for myself. I love being near the sea. Um, one of my biggest goals is to, you know, is to be near the water. <laughs> you know, I, I love, I actually drive to the beach every day. I live near Cronulla Beach and I just drive there and sit in my car and do deep breaths by the ocean, um, usually before I pick the boys up from school and just have a moment. Um, I just steal those little moments where I can and I, I, I just stopped apologising for my kids' behaviour as well. <laughs> so sometimes I used to find myself you know, I'd go to sport and that one of them would do something. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry we're late because I couldn't get one of them in the car. And I'm sorry, and I'm sorry, I'm always sorry. And then I thought, actually, no, I'm just not going to say sorry anymore unless we've actually physically hurt someone, <laughs> you know, or done something that's really bad. Um, so I stopped apologising for their behaviour and started explaining why they did what they did instead of saying sorry all the time um, because it was exhausting and it used to suck the life out of me. Um, and so I think as, as mums, we actually say sorry way too much. Um, and I, I don't know if dads, I haven't come across a lot of dads that say sorry all the time. <laughs> um, so I sort of decided to change my philosophy about that. Yeah, and, and, and that's, that's been important. It's been an important journey for me as well to know that if we don't look after ourselves first, then we can't look after anyone. Yeah. Absolutely, there's such wise words, you know, in terms of stopping apologising. I think we do that a lot as women and as a lot as mums, but especially when we feel like somehow we're responsible for everything, particularly with our mm. kids' behaviours. I can so relate to that. Um, people want to contact you, find out about your online programs, find out about where they could read about you and some of the amazing work you're doing. What are the best platforms to find you? Yes, I have um, a website, which is www.thefunctionalfamily.com. But I also, you can find me on the so- on socials at the, um, at the Functional Family on Facebook and Instagram. We've got um, some really great uh, Facebook groups there that people can come and join and um, give and receive support if you're going along this journey. And it's not just for people with ADHD diagnosis. If your child has behavioural challenges as well, 
then, um, you know, we, we really, um, th- these are the kids that are a part of my tribe. And I love, I love these kids. And uh, I think we should all be supporting these beautiful parents that, you know, that, uh, you know, are doing a great job raising them as well. Thank you, Sharon. Delightful. Um, really moved by some of the work that you're doing. Thank you for being on there today. Oh, thank you very much, Shivani. I'm Shivani Gupta, and you've been listening to the Ask Shivani podcast, where I got to ask some questions. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow Ask Shivani on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And if you haven't done so, please go to the Apple podcast and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It would mean a lot. Thank you.